welcome to Paper Team, a podcast about television writing and becoming a TV writer. I'm Alex Friedman, aka TV Calling. And I'm Nick Watson on Twitter at underscore NJ Watson. And today we're going to be talking about TV writing education and whether or not grad, college, school, extension classes are worth paying for. Anything from $100 to tens of thousands of dollars for that kind of education, is it worth it for you or are you better off teaching yourself? The reason why, in part, why we're doing this episode is because we got an email. Yay! Nick is not excited about it. <laughs> I'm holding my excitement in. It's just too much to bear. Too much. Yeah. So it's an email by Emily Haggett, who sent us this email saying, Hello, Alex. I just started listening to your podcast, and I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm an aspiring comedy writer. Currently, you're out of college and living at home in Connecticut. Do you think that grad school is something an aspiring writer should consider? I know how to write a script, and I've been told I have a lot of talent, but part of me wonders if grad school will have me practice more tricks and such that I haven't learned yet while also making connections with people in the same field, since it is hard to make good connections here on the East Coast. So this episode is dedicated to you, Emily. We're going to try to answer those questions and more. And uh, before we get started on this, let's talk about how we, Nick and I, got started into TV writing and specifically how we learned the special set of skills uh, that we have today. I have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> I will find you and I will write you. A uh, pilot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I so I started to develop an interest in screenwriting when I was like 15 or 16, I guess. But aside from kind of reading some scripts online and watching a lot of movies, I never really did anything about it until I started taking a couple of screenwriting electives in my undergraduate Bachelor of Arts, which was actually a psychology degree. And I kind of discovered I had a talent for it, and I really loved doing it. I'd always written short stories. I'd attempted to write novels in the back of, you know, books in class. But this form was kind of new and different and exciting, and I knew it would allow me to write for film and TV, which I loved dearly. So at the end of that undergrad degree, I did end up choosing to do a master's degree, a grad degree in screenwriting instead of pursuing psychology. And around that same time, I really did start buying and reading a ton of books on screenwriting. I was working with friends to make kind of like student films, shorts, community TV. But once I kind of found my tribe, as it were, in my screenwriting course, I suddenly had this group of like-minded people who wanted to form a writer's group and read each other's stuff and give feedback and do live script readings, which really helped me kind of commit to it and learn and grow. And on my end, I'm actually completely 100% self-taught. I learned how to walk by myself and uh, ride a bike. No, but seriously, I was not able to go to a graduate school in France because there is actually no TV running grad school in France. It has been brought up earlier in a different episode. I always wanted to be in entertainment, and I grew up on shows like Buffy, Angel, 600, and so on, which crystallized my desire to be into TV running. But the lack of colleges or degrees specialized in TV writing pushed me into the only way of learning TV writing for me, which was just reading books about it. And at the time, there were only maybe a couple of books available. My dad bought me, I remember, and this is like, you know, over a decade ago at this point, this British TV writing book, which if you've ever seen a British show, it's a very different structure than American shows. But nonetheless, that kind of put me on the path of TV writing. That was around the time that I started chronicling my TV calling journey on the website. 
And throughout the years, I continue reading a lot of books on the subject as well as scripts. And I do feel like a lot of my skills I learned through trial and error, whether it was through reading other people's scripts or giving notes on these scripts or getting notes and feedback. I think it's worthwhile exploring the differences between what you would learn in an undergraduate film or writing degree and what you would learn in the grad degree that you know the email was about. So in general, I think undergraduate programs are more or less a broad overview of a number of film-related subjects. So you're going to have stuff like film theory or cinema studies, directing, business studies, with maybe a couple of classes in screenwriting at most, unless you have found a specific screenwriting undergraduate degree, which there aren't as many of, I think, at least in my experience. So it's based in a lot of theory and a little bit of practice. With my undergraduate degree, there were literally only two classes I could take in screenwriting specifically. There was a beginner's one and there was an advanced one. And this was within their electives within a general arts degree in in a creative writing program. But there was only one focused degree in screenwriting on offer in my entire state back in Australia. And it was a two-year diploma at a technical college. It wasn't even officially a university degree. The film school I ended up going to for my master's offered the first university-sanctioned undergraduate bachelor's screenwriting degree the year that I was applying for my master's. So they were kind of limited options in terms of where you wanted to go if you wanted to pursue screenwriting. I definitely agree in terms of the undergraduate degree with my own experience in France, where it is a lot in theory with some limit practice. I did pursue an undergraduate degree, which was more in film, because as I just said, there were no TV writing or TV really degrees in France. And so I ended up going to the Sorbonne University to study film. And the system in France for undergraduate is very different from the U.S. In the U.S., you can take a bunch of elective classes in undergrad, and you almost have this like buffet-style assembly of one-on-one courses to choose from before you pick a major. And in France, you actually had to select your major from the get-go, even from the time when you apply. So my whole undergraduate school was actually just film school uh, students and so on. And as Nick mentioned, there are very few screening courses in undergrad. And actually, it wasn't until my third year and final year in undergrad school that we had a screenwriting class. And this was, again, two years plus after we were shooting and doing production stuff. So I did find my undergraduate experience really useful in completely different ways than just screenwriting. It taught me a lot about production. It taught me a lot about being on set and things like that. But in terms of TV and TV writing itself, it was, you know, a non-event. You know, it wasn't what undergraduate wasn't anything that taught me anything on that aspect. So on the flip side, if you look at U.S. and undergraduate degrees in the U.S., you do have those elective classes. But as we'll get into in a minute, there are cheaper and better ways of kind of dipping your feet than just paying for an undergraduate degree just for those classes. I do want to say that in the industry, when people are working, no one really respects just the sheer fact that you went to film school in and of itself. Sometimes it can even be a bit of a joke when people come in entitled because they went to film school and they feel like they should be the one directing or they feel like they should be the one doing whatever, but they have to really face the fact that they're just going to be doing the bottom of the rung positions when they start out. Like everyone went to film school more or less. Some people didn't and they're still working just fine. It literally doesn't matter as a credential. I completed a master's degree and I graduated with top marks and a few months later I was still changing trash bags on a, on a film set because that's, you just got to put yourself in at the bottom and work your way up. You're not going to get offered a, a job in exactly what you studied being a director straight out of college like you might if you had studied to be an accountant or a lawyer. 
It's just hopefully going to give you some combination of the skills, the discipline, and the contacts you need to get a foot in the door or a head start compared to someone who has no idea how a film set works or what a script looks like. The entertainment industry is very similar to an apprenticeship model. A lot of it is not something you can be taught in a class sitting down. But with that said, you do have those graduate programs has been brought up. And so we can talk a little bit more about those where those graduate programs are much more focused. This is where in a two, three, four year span, people are going to hone in their skills in the masters of screenwriting or an MFA or directing or producing. And these are much more about practical skills than theory. With that in mind, in my opinion, there are very few real TV writing focused graduate programs. A lot of film schools offer screenwriting for features. Uh, some offer kind of joint degrees in TV and film, others general screenwriting MFAs but few offer actual TV running specific degrees. There's maybe two or five schools in the entire U.S. that really offer that kind of program. UCLA, I remember, has been experimenting with a Schwander's program since 2008. I even wrote about it eight years ago now on TV Calling about it because they had this program, a very secretive program, where they would not respond to my emails about it. But then I <laughs> uncovered some like PDF archive on like Google or whatever. The point is, that doesn't mean you won't learn anything in those kinds of general screening programs. But again, it's just an Another reminder that picking a film MFA or a screenwriting MFA won't fully prepare you for TV specifically. And that's something to consider when you're going to be spending, what, $50,000, maybe $100,000 on that degree. In Australia, there were limited options for graduate degrees, maybe actually a few more than undergraduate specifically for screenwriting. There are two main big film schools in Australia. There's the VCA, the Victorian College of the Arts in Melbourne, where I went. And there's one called Afters, the Australian Film Television Radio School in Sydney. So those are basically your choices, one or the other. And I lived in Melbourne. It was just easier for me to, to go there. One tricky thing coming from Australia is that a lot of our courses are subsidized by the government, which is great. And they even have this social security benefit where when you're studying, you get paid a small amount of money to cover the cost of like your books and things like what? that. What? What is this? What are you yeah. talking about? Man? I mean, it, that provided that you like your income qualifies, if you come from a very rich family, they're not going to give you that money, but it's, it's great. I wish more places did it. But mm -hmm. once you get to this level of graduate degrees and you're specializing in arts and cultural things that the government doesn't see as practical and necessary for their society, which is sad that they don't think that arts are, but that all gets cut off and your course is no longer subsidized. You don't get paid what's called Centrelink. And so you're pretty much on your own. I think they expect a lot of people to have gone out, worked for 10 years, come back and started doing this rather than going straight from undergrad to, to master's degrees. So you do have to keep that in mind as well, that you have to be ready to support yourself in that respect. So just kind of consider your options and your place and whether it is really the best move for you right now. And if you can afford it, if you want to put yourself in that amount of debt and what you're going to get out of it which is what we're going to talk about now. You went to a, a graduate school for screenwriting specifically, and so I'm curious to know what are some tips, tricks, and just general things you found valuable in that program versus just like living in LA for uh, those three years. Counterintuitively, I think that it's not really about learning the craft, which seems strange to say, but for me, the biggest things were firstly deadlines and discipline. So I'm a really bad procrastinator. Having hard deadlines where you're actually going to fail a course and lose a bunch of money is a great motivator to actually get a script done and hand it in. 
It gets you in the habit of getting X pages done a week, checking in regularly with your class, your mentors, sharing your work, and being held accountable. Something I wrote there I still use as a writing sample, obviously after a few more rewrites and polishes. Another thing that was really great about this course was the connections to the industry. Every week they would have working writers, producers coming in and talking to us and sharing their valuable knowledge and insight and how we could try and break in and get there, which is something that you don't really get anywhere else. You don't get to talk to someone who is one of the top producers, particularly in Australia where it's such a small and insular industry. We also had mentors assigned to us each semester who, again, were working writers or development executives and we would pass our work back and forth and get feedback every week. And I still keep in touch with several of them who have helped me develop as a writer and are now kind of champions of my work. So for me, it really wasn't as much about learning the rules or the craft. There were some great tips and hints that I picked up, but it's not like learning math or biology. You know, just being forced to write and rewrite with trial and error is more useful than any screenwriting theory or formula that someone could hand you. That's not to say there isn't value in learning the craft, but you can read plenty of books that'll teach you that, like we're going to go into later, and pick and choose what works for you. And they cost a lot less. Like I said, your degree isn't inherently valuable, like a degree in medicine. It's not a prerequisite for a job, so you don't need a qualification necessarily to prove that you can write. In terms of alumni networks and stuff, I think it really just does depend on which school you went to. It seems like it's a much bigger deal here in the US than it is in Australia. Yeah, absolutely. I think when you're selecting which graduate school you should go to, or even if you want to go to one, you should look at your selection on a pragmatic level. In other words, what is the school program that is going to help me in my career beyond the four walls of the school? How are you going to make that transition between grad school and the industry? And to me, the real difference, as Nick also pointed out, is really less about the classes themselves and the content of those courses than it is about the connections, the alumni network. That is what separates UCLA from Northwestern, from Emerson and those different colleges. Hollywood is based on relationships. So as much as you can get the knowledge in a class, you can also get the knowledge in books, as we're going to get into in a second. But the key difference is really um, those relationships. That's not something you can pick up in a book or online class or whatever it is. And as you look into grad schools, I think, I think it's vital to investigate and weigh in whether or not that school has the kinds of connections that you want and where those alumni are because everything else in that degree, I would argue you can get elsewhere, whether in other courses or even panels if you want to meet fellow professionals. Yeah, no one has any secret knowledge that one university is hidden away from the rest about how to write for TV or anything. It's more or less interchangeable. It's those other things you need to look at. And it does amaze me actually how strong this loyalty is in these alumni networks. I know a ton of people who have gotten their first assistant job to a really big director or a really big writer or someone quite important just simply because they went to the university or the college that they went to. Look at the names of those alumni networks. I mean, the Emerson alumni network is called the Emerson Mafia. So <laughs> I think yeah. that tells you a lot about those. Hasn't John August traditionally gotten all of his assistants from his uh, stock or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Stark producing program at USC. Yeah. yeah. If only we're so lucky, Nick. I know. If so if you're someone like us who's coming in from overseas and you don't have that, you're kind of playing catch up a little bit. So in that way, I think grad school can be kind of valuable. I would also argue that you may be playing catch up if you are in school for three years and then go in the industry because it, as we did we started working from the get-go almost we run in and we did assistant stuff for like x amount of time and if you are in school in a graduate program you're already working whatever like 50 plus hours a week probably in that program 
time. So you won't have time to build those professional relationships, not just connections. That's a really good dilemma. It's like, do I think that three years of getting in on the ground and meeting people and networking and working and making money is going to be more valuable to me than three years of studying and having a little badge to show for it that says, I came from here, like me, you know? Yeah, you're going to frame the degree above your office when you get staffed. <laughs> Some of the most famous directors and writers, notably, he dropped out of film school and just started working and making things. Kevin Smith, Quentin Tarantino, whoever else. So you never know what path is going to work for you. Aside from officially sanctioned university degrees and things like that, there are a ton of extension classes, a ton of just screenwriting courses that are being run by industry professionals or people who claim to be industry professionals out there available for you to, to throw money at. So what are your general thoughts on these kind of classes and opportunities, Alex? Yeah, I mean, I do agree there are uh, so many ways of learning TV writing beyond just the graduate program. And so as I like to say, you can teach someone how to paint, but that's very different from teaching someone or pretending to be able to teach someone how to be a painter. And there's a basic level of the craft that can and should be taught, the outlining process, breaking episodes and so on. But beyond that, it's about your own experience. It's about your own creativity. So yes, there are a lot of courses out there that are only a few hundred dollars and that may or may not be worth it to you. And the big one is the most well-known one is the UCLA Extension Writers Program. And that is arguably the most quote unquote professional external course that there is. And I think it's at least $500 upwards of a thousand depending on the semester. And I've heard really mixed reviews on that because it is entirely dependent on both your professor and your classmates. Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. And so if you want to pick a UCLA extension program, just look at who's teaching it first and foremost. You have some that are taught by EP or shorter level writers. So like an example is Richard Haddam, who created the show The Gates on CBS and worked on Miracles and is really an experienced writer. But on the other end of the spectrum, you probably have people who don't really know what they're talking about and are, are just on the theoretical basis of it. Now, personally, I've never felt the need to take a UCLA or other extension class for a few reasons. One, I have my own writing group that already works like a TV writer's room, as mentioned in a previous episode. And so I don't need those kinds of notes because I'm already getting them from other people. Number two, I already went through similar courses, whether through books or other standard classes in my own college. I don't need to go through this deadline process again, which brings me to point three, which is I don't really need any extra deadlines because I'm already motivated to write based on actual people already interested and expecting to read my work. I'm kind of the same. I've never really paid for an extension class type of thing. That's not because I don't think I have anything to learn, but just that I think that there is a more useful way for me to learn at this point, and that is by writing and more writing, you know, learning by working. Honestly, if I was going to have that money, I would rather spend it to go to conferences and festivals and meet people and network and really hear working showrunners and writers sharing their insights, like Austin, which I just went to the other weekend, which is amazing. And I do sometimes question the qualifications of the people who teach these courses. If they really are at the top of their game, they're probably going to be stuffed in a room or getting their own stuff made. I know that's an oversimplification, but speaking as someone who was also paid to teach at a university when I was 23, fresh out of grad school, I know there's not always the most rigorous quality control process. But not me, of course. I was great, but other people. <laughs> Can you show me your degree real quick? Uh, <laughs> sure. So if someone has legit qualifications, like they worked as a development exec for many years, or they used to write for reputable TV or film consistently, go for it. But if someone uses these kind of phrases like, I was a 
script reader or a consultant at some like, random company you've never heard of, it might not be worth your money. So really find out from other people who've taken that course whether it was worth it for them. And just exercise caution, particularly if someone is professing to have all the answers or surefire formulas or structures that will get your script sold. Particularly anyone who is making it all about the money, like sell your script for millions and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> if that's what they're promoting, then they have no idea how the industry works, particularly today where there isn't really a spec market in that same way. It's really more about developing relationships in a career. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. I'll echo that sentiment, especially with the, the script reader and consultant aspect, because there are so many assistant-level people who do those kinds of jobs and then ask you to pay them $100-plus to read your script, and then they'll give you notes. But that's all about judgment. How can you tell if someone is a good reader from a bad reader, a good writer from a bad writer? And that's all based on your experience, which is very different from learning the craft. We brought up, again, this idea of check the credentials of the teachers and so on. I think if you look at certain extension classes, again, the UCLA extension class, you'll find that you have more professional and senior writers who have had experience and have presently experience. And they go teach those classes either during hiatus or during other times. And I will also add that there's a difference between the kind of class you're going to be taking. Some classes like writing a spec or writing a pilot are much more clear than write an amazing pilot that's going to sell for millions, as Nick mentioned, because it's about learning the craft and the structural element of the pilot versus something that's much more ephemeral, like telling a good story or being compelling. What does that even mean? Yeah, you might want to try to use it to, like if a class is about write your first pilot or something like that, then at least you're going to have something to walk away with at the end of it, even if the teacher wasn't that great you're going to have a first draft of a pilot and you're going to have met people that you can you know work on that but if it's just kind of like screenwriting 101 and someone comes in and tells you here's the hero's journey in three x structure for like 12 <laughs> weeks and then charges you two thousand dollars for it you could have read any of that in a book <laughs> for sure hey nick by the way uh do you want to read my three act book on uh, writing pilots <laughs> Now, those classes are still in the hundreds of dollars, and there are other ways of dipping your toes and learning about things in maybe cheaper ways. Maybe you've taken a few screenwriting classes. Maybe you already know the basics of screenwriting, and you want to learn how TV specifically works. And I think the least amount of investment, at least cost-wise, is the old-fashioned book. You know, those things that are printed on pieces of paper? and then, uh, Yeah, uh, pretty hard. What's paper? I don't understand. (laughs) What's paper? But those books, uh, as they're called commonly, can give you... Decent, decent overviews uh, or one-on-one of what it is like to write a pilot or a spec. And again, especially if you know the basics or the core fundamentals of, a sc- of screenwriting, uh, for example, the formatting and so on, then those books will give you a better idea of what a TV script looks like and ways of writing one. Honestly, books were some of the best tools that I found to teach me the craft of screenwriting. They're cheap, under 10 to $30. You can get most of them as eBooks these days too, which are even cheaper and easier if you carry like a Kindle around. Um, they're easy to digest, and a lot of them include exercises you can do to put it in practice at the end of every chapter. So it's almost like a textbook in a way. And again, you can vet the legitimacy of the author pretty easily. Some of my favorites, especially for comedy writing, were the TV Writer's Handbook by Ellen Sandler, who was uh, an EP and writer on Everybody Loves Raymond. This Elephant Box by Sheldon Bull, and he used to write for, I think, like Frasier and Cheers and things like that. There's The Cheeky Monkey by Tim Ferguson, which is actually an Australian one. He's pretty much the only guy in Australia who teaches comedy writing. And Coffee Break Screenwriting by Pilar Alessandro. That's another one that has really great exercises and quick things you can do to get stuff written in 10 minutes at a time. On the drama side, obviously, we have to bring up Pamela Douglas's One Hour TV Drama, which is arguably the most famous spec and pilot-based TV writing book out there. 
But a lot of them, if you look at the ones Nick mentioned, the one I just mentioned, a lot of those books offer either exercises or the lowdown on structure and intrinsic things that differentiate TV from other medium like feature playwriting. And although you do have those books, you also should look at books that offer insights into the behind the scenes work of TV writing and the TV business, which are things that a class may not teach you. So for example, there's a couple of books that I really appreciate. One is Chad Gerich's Small Screen Big Picture, which Nick, I think, mentioned in a previous episode. I mean, it may be outdated at this point. I haven't read it in, in quite a while, but I'm hoping that uh, he's been updating it. And the other book that I'll definitely recommend, and that's more of a on the story basis, is the book called Desperate Networks. And that tells you the behind the scenes drama that went that went in and all the different networks when they developed and produced the most successful shows of all time, like Friends, Survivor, Lost, Desperate Housewives, and so on. But it's all kind of the drama behind why those successful shows now almost did not make it to air because you have executives who hated other people or whatever reason. You should definitely be looking to learn as much about how the industry and the business side of things works as much as the writing side, because those two things, as we exemplify in how we structure this podcast, are the foundation of being a successful TV writer. It's the craft and it's the business. But one thing I do want to say is be aware that I'd say maybe like 75% of the books out there are designed to teach you how to write features when they're about screenwriting. They might just say screenwriting or how to write a script or a screenplay. All those classic ones like Robert McKee and Sid Field and Joseph Campbell. Friend of the podcast, Robert McKee. (laughs) Friend of the podcast. You can learn some really useful things, particularly about the core tenets of drama. You might even want to go back to Plato and all that kind of stuff. But it's not all easily applicable to TV. And I think that is one thing that people run into sometimes and a mistake they make is they try to write their TV episode like a feature and it feels really fully resolved at the end. And then there's no indication of how that's an ongoing series. It's not really a pilot. And maybe that's because people have been reading all these books about features and trying to apply Blake Snyder's beats to it and things like that. Uh, Do you think Plato wrote his pilot in five or seven acts? (laughs) I don't know, but we should definitely have more choruses coming out and yelling the story at people in our pilots, I think. <laughs> Isn't that what the laugh track is in a multicam? Well, yeah, now we're getting deep. Ultimately, it's about weighing the cost to the benefits of which kind of education you want. You can invest $10 in a book, get the basics with that personalization up to a few hundred dollars for a more intimate extension class with similar content, or you can go up to a graduate level, which may get you worthwhile relationships down the line. So there are options for every level of investment. But just know that you can always replace one thing with another. You know, at a college, you may get professional speakers, but you can always go to panels in LA if you need to. And a course may offer you the craft, but you won't be already working in the industry, working the grind. I do think a lot of it is down to discipline. If you can make yourself sit down and read all that stuff and do all those things and create your own course, fantastic. It's going to cost you a little less money. But for those weak-willed mortals of us, sometimes it's better to just dump a bunch of money and force yourself to do it in a course and get the benefits of that. Yeah, I mean, some of us are doing a low-carb diet for several days now, and I've been successful at it, so uh, that's at least one of them. Whereas I've put on like 10 pounds. Oh my God. (laughs) What are some uh, takeaways, Nick? Well, in general, when we're looking at film school and screenwriting courses, undergrad is more general and theoretical. Grad school is more specific and practical. And film school is often more about the connections and the experiences that you make and are given access to than the content of those courses. There are many alternatives to learning the craft, whether it's extension classes or books, but always be sure to vet the qualifications of who's offering that advice. And speaking of giving advice, what are some resources we can give our dear listeners? One thing that I really love is the BAFTA Guru series. That's the British 
British Academy, the British version of the Oscars. They have this screenwriter lecture series. They have amazing people like Charlie Kaufman and Brian Helgeland coming in and talking about their careers and their experience and their tips and things that they have learned. They're both videos on YouTube, and I think they're also available as audio podcasts. And my resource is also British. I'll have you know, it's the BBC Writers Room. And they also offer a lot of interesting interviews with working TV writers, as well as fully-fledged library of scripts. And if you are in the UK and want to break in uh, TV in the UK, you should definitely look at the BBC Writers Room as well, because they have a lot of opportunities and contests to break in. So you should check that out. All right. Well, that wraps it up for this week. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and investing your time. If you want to give us some reviews, which we would love, please shower down reviews upon us at paperteam.co slash itunes that's dot co slash itunes yeah, and if you do that we'll give you a shout out next episode and i'm on twitter at tv calling i'm at underscore nj watson if you have any feedback thoughts opinions and questions like emily yeah we'll do uh, an episode on your question if you want and you can send that to ask at paperteam.co that's co not dot com and next week we will be talking about the art of the episode you know in the world of netflix and this kind of novel storytelling the art of the episode has been lost and maybe found again with some serialized example so uh, we'll dig into that next week see you then